Hey guys, welcome to Chasing Gains Education Podcast. Today's episode is going to be on the power of developing relationships with allied health professionals. Now, the most common mindset that I see with personal trainers, coaches, whoever it is, when working with allied health professionals, they see it from a uh, scarcity mindset. They think that if they send their client to an allied health professional, a physio, a dietitian, anyone, a sports nutritionist, psychologist, any of these people, they see that, uh, they think that their client is going to view them as a lesser person because they can't necessarily deal with the issue and they could potentially lose a client. However, this is based on a limiting belief that they have, understanding that there is a limit to what those people can do and there's a limit to what you can do as well. It's understanding exactly what you can do in terms of servicing your clients to the best standard. And then when something comes up for a client that is outside of your scope of practice, it is in your best interest to refer. Why? Because it highlights that you have the client's best interest at heart. If you're willing to refer, then you're the person who connected your client to the allied health professional that solves whatever the issue is. If you can connect to that person, then they're even more grateful for you to be able to do so. Then they're gonna be more likely to be uh, more of a brand ambassador for your business because you weren't, you weren't there solely for the money, you were there for the outcome to be able to help that person. And they feel that, they know that instantly when you refer them to an allied health professional. So you need to have the mindset when working with allied health professionals to understand what your scope of practice is and then refer as much as possible. Because once you start to refer to allied health professionals and you develop relationships with them, then they're going to be more likely to refer you business as well. I have an example of when I was doing uh, in-person training, I was saw a chiropractor myself uh, a few times a week and then any issues that any of my clients had in terms of his skill set, I would refer directly to, the, to him. I probably referred him maybe 15, 20 people uh, over the time I was a, a personal trainer, in-person personal trainer. And he probably sent me maybe like 10 clients as well. And if you think about his business model, mine is a higher price point per week uh, and it's a longer value client as well. So his clients generally are people who come, come and see him two to three times a week to start off with, and then after three weeks, it's normally like drops down to two or one time a week, and then it's very much just seeing people sporadically. So his is not a high repeat business model because he's there to help people. Mine is a high repeat business. I see people uh, every single week. So our client to me is much more valuable than a client to him. He needs a lot more of those, so he needs to develop more of those relationships with personal trainers. However, me sending that business to them was extremely beneficial in terms of the business that they sent to me. It also meant that those clients that I sent to him that were able to be helped by him actually stayed with me longer. Because ultimately, if someone's not getting results or they're having an issue and it's not getting improved, they're gonna start looking for other solutions. It's as simple as that. So if you can connect them to those solutions, knowing that they're gonna look for it anyway, 
then you become the good guy rather than the bad guy. If you're the one who doesn't refer and then they need assistance anyway, you're the bad guy. And your clients see you as that and they're like, that guy was an idiot, he didn't refer me when I needed to be referred, he didn't connect me up to other people. In the opposite situation, we've got, we've sent the client off to the allied health professional, allied health professional fixes them up, sends them back to us, then they're good to go, then they get even more results. Ultimately, we need to have the client's best interest at heart, not our own personal best interest at heart. Well, ultimately, it is, it's in our best interest anyway to send them to an allied health professional, refer them out, because that reflects badly on our business if we do not. They become uh, a detractor from our business because they didn't get the results because they were injured or you didn't have this skill set to be able to do it. So this is a very much, you wanna have a collaborative approach in terms of all the potential allied health professionals that are out there. Now, even though I'm not an in-person trainer anymore, I still have relationships with these people. I still have relationships with the physios, chiropractors, uh, exercise physiologists, psychologists, dietitians, all of these people, I still have relationships with these people and still send them business. Then ultimately, if they're working with personal trainers who are struggling with their business, then they can send me business still. Ultimately, if you're in business, you should be seeing yourself as a networker. You need to network with other businesses so that you can create collaborative approaches in terms of everything that you do. One of the girls I'm working with uh, is about to do an event with a psychologist, which is great. Shows that they're going to be working in a collaborative manner. They have a lot of the same clients. Uh, so it makes sense for them to be able to do work together. This is what you need to do. You need to start to look at ways where you can work collaboratively with people who have similar clients to you, but you're not in necessarily direct competition. You can still do it if you're in direct competition, you can team up. However, most people aren't willing to do that to start. So if you were to, like I've done events and things in the past with other allied health professionals, it's in their best interest because they can get potential business out of it, you can get potential business out of it by getting introduced to their people that come along. It is. It makes perfect sense to be able to do so. Ultimately, running an event as well is going to position you as the expert. So the more that you can do in terms of running an event, the better it's gonna be because you're gonna be positioned higher in the market compared to just another personal trainer. So in terms of this, what we wanna do is, if we don't have an uh, someone that we refer to, uh, an allied health professional, so we should have a, a physio, we should have an exercise physiologist, we should have a chiropractor, we should have a massage therapist, we should have all of these things. So if we don't have uh, one of each of these, what we wanna do is we want to develop relationships with people. Generally, you wanna try their services out because if you're going to be referring business to them, you wanna make sure that they're actually good at what they do. If they're good at what they do, then you can start to refer business to them because you don't, if you're, if you're the one who sent them to a physiotherapist and that physiotherapist is horrible at what they do, that reflects badly on you. So you want to be constantly creating your top list of your number one physio that you send people to, your number one chiropractor that you send people to, your number one massage therapist that you send people to. Because if you've got all of these contacts, then your clients are gonna love you because at some point, one of them is gonna need each of these people. So if we don't have any, then we've gotta start searching for them and I recommend going out and paying them to see how good they are.
because they don't necessarily know that you're just going to screen them. Chances are you've got your own issues in terms of management of injuries or nutrition issues or whatever it is. So if you can screen them to be able to find the best person possible for one appointment, then you're gonna create the best level of service for your clients and your clients are gonna see this. I did this all the time in terms of uh, who I'd send my clients to. I'd continually change up that list based on the new allied health professionals that I worked with. If my clients were going to someone that wasn't on that list, I'd ask them if I could come along to be able to see how they work, to be able to see exactly what they do, to be able to find out as much information as possible to determine whether I would be willing to send my business to them. Does that take me time? Yes. Does it take me effort? Yes. Is it worth it? Yes. Does it show to that client that you're going with that you are there for them, for their best interest, not necessarily just the money? 100%. Highlights to them exactly how much you care. You can see that it's more than just how much they're paying you on a weekly basis. And we want our clients to feel this in everything we do. So if we can go to an allied health professional appointment, that's gonna be beneficial for us. Why? Because it positions us as someone who is looking after our clients. Then the allied health professional is more likely to refer us business. It's also going to mean that there's gonna be less chance of miscommunication. If we go to, uh, if our clients go to an allied health professional, what? The, the allied health professional tells the client and then the client tells us is guaranteed to be different because it's just like Chinese whispers. So if we can go there and get that information firsthand, it is gonna be much more beneficial to get the exact information and the exact issues so we can be on exactly the same page. Because ultimately our clients don't know all the anatomical terms, they don't know all the considerations that are taken into account. They only, they kind of translate it into their own language, like, oh yeah, the outside of my knee was sore, so I have to do this. Well, why is that? Why is that important? And that's the benefit of going to the allied health professional appointment as well. Can you go along to every single appointment? No, it's not in your best interest to do it all the time. However, if you're going to a new person, then I'd recommend that. If you've got a major issue with a client and they're a good client, they train with you two, three, four times per week, then you can determine whether that is worth your time investment to be able to go along to do that. Does that make sense, guys? Ultimately, we want our business set up in the best interest of our client. This is what I tell every single person, every single coach. Your business needs to be set up so that the best interest of the client is at heart, so that they can get the results that they're looking for. And there is always going to be that time where someone falls outside your scope of practice. They need to be referred to someone else. So it makes perfect sense to be able to source these people and be the connector. Now, an interesting ha thing happens when you send like a client or someone a referral and they get the good results from it. Ultimately, what happens is you're positioned as the part of the process of them getting the results that they're looking at achieving. So if you were to send someone to a dietitian, and sorry, like a, we'll go with the, the example of a exercise physiologist. You're sending someone to an exercise physiologist, they've got an issue that they need worked out because you connected those two people up. They work it out between themselves, they solve the issue, but then you are also positioned as the expert 
by making that connection and uh, getting those two people in contact with them. You're the person who refers them through, so you get a lot of benefit as well. Does that make sense, guys? Ultimately, we wanna just continually develop all of these relationships with allied health professionals and nurture them. If someone's consistently sending you business and they're an allied health professional, then you wanna nurture that relationship. If they send you like 10 clients in a year, maybe you should buy them a Christmas present or something. If they send you thousands of dollars of business, is it worth you trying to go over and above yourself in terms of that relationship? In terms of that chiropractor example, again before, I continually went there and got amazing service because I sent them so much business. They also sent me business, so it was a collaborative approach. This is what we want to start to look at doing in terms of everything that we're working on in the industry. We're trying to work in collaborative uh, environments. If we can work with other people because they have a better skill set than us, then we want to do that. We want to develop those relationships. That collaborative approach, even if it's just like another trainer, if you see a trainer that's doing something that could be um, suboptimal for a potential client, could be putting them at risk of injury, then it might be an idea to have a, a quiet word with that trainer, not telling them they're an idiot or anything. It's just like, hey, I noticed you're doing uh, that exercise with uh, your client before. Do you mind if I give you a little bit of advice to be able to help with some of the issues they're having? Is that confrontational? Are they look likely to take that on board? Well, if you approach it in that way, then they're more likely to take it on board. If you're just like, hey, idiot, almost killed that client, are they gonna take it on board? Hell no. So it's very much about how we treat other people when we're doing this as well. If you don't like to be told you're an idiot, then don't call other people idiots. If you are more than open to accepting feedback, if people are open to it, to be able to help themselves and their clients, then they're gonna get that, and that's what we need to do. We wanna continuously develop and nurture these relationships as much as possible. So the reason why we wanna do this with a lot of health professionals are because they generally have a lot of people that are our potential clients as well. They have people that are interested in their health and fitness. They have people that could benefit from strength training. Uh, they could benefit from rehab. They could benefit from all these things. So technically we're working with similar people, but we're not 100% competing against each other. In terms of, uh, I guess, like you are most likely competing against every other trainer in your gym. However, your services are different enough that you can not to be considered competing directly with an allied health professional because they have a higher level of skill set. They have a different set of skills and a different set of people that they work with. I know a lot, I know, like I, I've worked with people that have been seeing uh, exercise physiologists, uh, physiotherapists, uh, chiropractor, uh, PT, and another specialist in terms of movement to be able to manage their issues. Well, ultimately, this is what a lot of people will do. They'll have an entire team of people. If you think about an Olympic athlete, 
Is it an individual sport? Well, no, they still have a team of people around them in terms of allied health professionals to be able to get the most out of their body. Yes, it is up to them. Yes, it is the individual that does the work. However, they also still have a team around them. This is what you need to do as a personal trainer, as a coach. Generally, you're right on the front line. You're right in there fighting the good fight, helping these people because you see them the most. A lot of those other allied health professionals, they can only really see once or once a week or something. So it means that you generally become the director of their health and fitness. You become a director of all their injuries. You become a director of all of their uh, things that they need to manage. Then when required and need a little bit further assistance, then you bring in an allied health professional and you work in conjunction more of, on more of like a consulting basis. And if you understand most of their business models, most allied health professionals' business models are set up on very much working in conjunction with other people. They don't have many people that go and see a, uh, I guess, a dietitian on a weekly basis. Will they have clients like that? Yes. Will they also have clients that work in conjunction with a personal trainer on their training and some of their nutrition, yes, they might only see the dietitian maybe like once a month. However, they see the trainer two or three, four times per week. So who has the most potential power there? The personal trainer sees them more regularly. They have the most potential for positive change. You need to take that into account. Will they be spending any, like in terms of their life, they'll probably be spending more time with a personal trainer than they will be a physio or a dietitian or whoever it is because the personal trainer, the coach is something that they need for a longer period of time. There's still benefit for them even if they achieve their goals. Ultimately, because the premium is much higher, it's not necessarily beneficial for someone to go and see a physio all the time if they've got everything under control, all of their injury management is under control, they're moving effectively, they're not in pain. So you need to take that into account. You're gonna have the biggest impact on those people. So if you see that, you observe that, and you take that into account, then you're more likely to start to develop those relationships and be more comfortable to refer on. The most common question I get is, I don't have the, the I guess, skill set, the scope of practice to, uh, to be able to do this. I'll ask another person, someone will ask me, they'll say, what do I do in this situation? And I just go refer. Nine times, nine times out of 10, it's just refer. Why? Because you need to understand what the boundaries are in terms of your scope of practice. You need to understand, okay, cool, this is outside the boundaries of my scope of practice. Whose boundary is this within? That way, if I send my client to them, they get the best results possible. If they get the best results possible, then they're gonna thank me because I was the one who connected them to that person. Then they're gonna send me the business because I connected them up because most likely they're not gonna have that specialist issue that they had. They may, but it's very unlikely unless it's like a, a specific injury that it's extremely common like, I don't know if they're working or something and they're only using their right hand, that might be a common thing that they might have with people they work with. However, anything else would be like, all right, well, Cody, he was, he was a good trainer. He connected me up with the right person to be able to assist with that. He'll know the other person. He'll know someone to be able to fix with this. And I get this on a, like, 
I still get this in terms of business. I get people in terms of business asking me, all right, I need this solved with my business and I'm more than happy to go, cool, that's not something that I really deal with. I'll ask a few people who I, know, who I think might be able to help and I'll ask them and I'll be like, can you help with this issue or do you know someone who can? And I'm consistently sending business to other people because it's not within the boundaries of the service that I offer. Could I easily just go, oh yeah, I can teach you how to do that. I can teach you how to franchise your business. Well, no, I'm not the best person to be able to help them with that. So I'm more than happy to send that to someone else because if I connect that person up, then that reflects positively on me. They're like, right, he knows people. He can connect me to the right person. So your goal is to be a network, a connector. You're trying to connect anyone to any solution that they need because if you consistently do this over a period of time, you're gonna be adding value to people. And if we talk about the t in terms of like the analogy that I always use, it's that bank account. If you're building up bank accounts with allied health professionals by providing value to them, by sending them business, eventually they're gonna to get to the point where they're obliged to do the same for you. But if you don't give first, then you're not going to receive. It's as simple as that. You can hope, you can pray as much as you like. However, if you give first, then it's more likely to take place. So this is the mindset that you need to have. If you have this as the mindset, then you're gonna go into every situation and be more than happy to send them business. They're gonna be more than happy to send you business and then it becomes so much easier if you've got three, four, five of these people sending you business consistently, how much time do you need to be spending on marketing? How much time do you spend, need to spend on selling to someone who's been referred to you? Not much time at all. Like The amount of times that I've had someone sent to me from a, an allied health professional that was a referral, it is literally like, well, cool, they're an expert, they've helped me, they're sending, uh, they're sending them to me, so they've already said that I'm the best person, so they're like, right, cool, how much is it? And it's not how much is it because they wanna know how much it is, because they've already made the decision that they're working with me, that they're just like, right, cool, well, this is what I'll get then. There's no real objections because they already decided, well, cool, this is the best person to uh, work with, and their decision is made. They don't necessarily toy with the idea of, oh, maybe I could go to someone else. No, it's that person. They're the best person. This is the power of third-party endorsement. So you want to understand, cool, your, refer your uh, current clients are great sources of referrals to be able to do this as well. However, if you can develop other relationships with other people that also have similar clientele to you, then this is gonna create a system in terms of your business where you don't have to physically go out prospecting continuously. You don't have to consistently go out and try and grow your business because you've consistently got people being sent to you. Is this the only thing that you need to do? No. We still need to develop those other things to be in control of our business. But if we get free leads coming in, free leads are always the best. Free leads that are qualified by someone else for us and had have been third party endorsed by that other person that we're the best person to help them with their goals. Wow, it becomes so easy to be able to convert these people. So free leads is always a win. Free leads that have uh, been screened and told that we're the best person to work with them by a 
professional who has a edu- really good education, they've got qualifications, they've most likely got a uni degree, they've got all of these things, they're telling the potential client that we're the best person, then it doesn't come down to price. It's like, yep, cool, I'm already paying a premium to that allied health professional, understand that it takes money to invest to be able to get the results that we're looking at achieving, and then I'm willing to do that. So there we go, guys, that's everything that we need to talk about. That's like just the basics of some things that I see personal trainers not be willing to do. It's like, well, I have a client with this issue, what do I do? Well, I refer. It's out of your scope of practice, so you shouldn't even necessarily need to think about it. It's like, cool, refer then I just need to find the best person to refer to. And if you refer to someone and they're not a good fit, then you just stop referring to that person. Then you look for other people. It's as simple as that. So thanks for listening, guys. If you want anything covered on these podcasts, let me know. I'm more than happy to be able to create content around whatever you guys are struggling with. Also, if you're not already in the PT slash coach forum, check that out. PT slash coach forum on Facebook. Or you can send me a message at Chasing Gains Education on Facebook or Instagram. And also, coming up in the next few weeks, I'm going to be doing a bit of a national tour in terms of uh, touring Brisbane, uh, Sydney, Melbourne. We're going to be doing some two-day events in those areas, so be sure to jump into into the group to be able to find out more about those as I'll be doing that in the next few weeks. Uh, and then running even more and more events around Australia going forward. We're looking at doing Adelaide. If you're in Adelaide, hit me up, and I'll tell you something up down there soon Uh, but thanks for listening guys if you have any questions hit me up if not have an amazing day